that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank one of our sponsors. That is our friends and partners at Precision Pro Golf, the official rangefinder of NLU. Play your best golf this season by adding equipment to your bag that you can trust. With Precision Pro Golf, you are being taken care of by a Cincinnati company, TC, run by fellow golfers who are always there to help you out. Get the best tech rangefinder and the best value rangefinder of 2022 at Precision Pro Golf with the Precision Pro Care Package. Unlimited battery replacements, a two-year warranty, and the best customer service in the industry are all available to you when you join Precision Pro Golf. And this Wednesday, the 18th until May 23rd, celebrate the PGA Championship and its return to Southern Hills with a major sale on precisionprogolf.com. Get the best tech rangefinder and the best value rangefinder of 2022 at up to $30 off and $20 off their Ace smart speaker. This Wednesday, head to precisionprogolf.com, save on the official rangefinder of No Lang Up. Swing with confidence, hit more greens, Precision Pro Golf. Thank them for sponsoring the Trap Draw. And now let me introduce our guest, of course, my guy, TC Tron Carter. TC, how are you this morning? I'm all right. Uh, I got Freddie homesick from school again second mm. time in, in you know the last eight days or so he was he was running 103 fever yesterday uh still not still not up to par not covid i think it's just just you know run-of-the-mill sickness so and then uh you know i'm still just recovering from uh all the all the dallasites and oh. all of my mentions you a bit of a uh you started a bit of a firestorm there always always love when you get the people of dfw riled up uh we can get into that want to introduce our other guest mr bunky perkins the mayor of tulsa the leader of monterey productions the official oil and gas company of no laying up uh let's see former indoor football league executive former college athletics administrator just an all-around mensch, Mr. Bunky Perkins. Great to have you back on the trap draw. How are you, sir? Hey, it's wonderful to be back. I feel like I wasn't uh, gone too long, and uh, you know, I, I, I do love that uh, uh, I'm falling just a uh, murderer's row with, with Poosh and KBV last week. So uh, it's an honor, as always. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, TC, where where should we start? I, you know, I lot going on in the world of Bunky. Um, of course, the PGA Championship taking place in his uh, in his town of Tulsa. We got to ask him about that. But where would you like to start? Yeah, many people are saying it's it's the season of Bunky. He uh, he was in Miami for the for the F1 race. He was out abandoned with us. Uh, I'd like to start with the birthday party <laughs> had this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks for bring, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my, my one-year-old, uh, had her birthday party and, uh, as my wife is wont to do, uh, went completely over the top and, uh, she, w- our, our daughter was born the day before Cinco de Mayo. So, uh, we went with a, uh, a fiesta theme. I believe that would be uh, Quattro de Mayo would be yes. Cinco de Mayo. Correct. Yes. 
correct. I, it, yes, in layman's in layman's term, terms, I believe that's correct. Uh, and so, yeah, she, we, we had a birthday party and, and she went all over the top. We might have had uh, mariachis and uh, I believe there was a pet llama at one point. Um, so, I mean, oil's over $100, Tron. I really don't know what to tell you. I mean, when I, if this is if this doesn't scream peak oil, I'm, I'm not sure what what does. This absolutely, I think the llama was the peak. Like you should be shorting oil now. Once the llama showed up in my house, did you dress up the llama? I had no idea the llama was coming. There was literally a livestock trailer that pulled up to the house, and I said, I looked at my wife and said, "What the hell is this?" She goes, "Just wait." And a very tall black llama uh, barreled out of the back of that bad boy. Uh, his name was Fabio. Uh, he's very well behaved. My dog, my dogs didn't like him very much, but um, yeah. So uh, just what every one year old needs is a bunch of Spanish men singing the Macarena uh, and a large llama. So good time. Um, I just I've never seen a scene so close to the birthday party scene in old school played out in real life. I mean, that's all I could think about. It was very much Billy Madison graduates kindergarten vibes. <laughs> Uh, we, we didn't have a jet ski in the pool. That's next weekend. <laughs> Bunk, uh, Bunky's standing over on the side, squirting some face <laughs> with a hose. Uh, I love kids' birthday parties. Like, like, I don't think I understood it until I had kids. And then now we go to them all the time. And it's just such a weird, interesting world of, of you know, kind of a reflection of the parents of, of you know, sometimes they're fun sometimes they're not fun sometimes there's booze there sometimes there's not booze there sometimes the food's good sometimes it's not it's just it's a it's a it's a blank canvas right and the parents can kind of put their put their stamp on it i will say like if you're asking me to come to your child's birthday like bring my kid and come to your child's birthday there better be booze there exactly. if there's not if there's not that really is a testament to what kind of person you are and uh, what kind of house you run so uh, yeah, I've been to all kinds. Of, I the, my favorite, and when I say that, I mean least favorite, is when you can tell the parents like threw it together the day before, and it's at like a jump park, and they order pizza, and it's just like a a petri dish the entire place. Like you just your skin crawls walking in those joints. Yeah, I went to a gymnastics one uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, the best here is when people are just like, "Yo, we're gonna meet on the beach at five p.m." Bring your cooler. Kids are just going to go run in the ocean. I'm like, sick. That sounds like my kind of party. You know? I love that. I love that. So, Bunky, speaking of parties, let's, uh, we need a full rundown of, of your experience down in, um, I hesitate to call it Miami. I would say Miami Gardens for uh, the F1 race, the crypto.com Formula One Miami Grand Prix, right? Yeah, don't you love that crypto completely fell off the face of the earth after that after the race? Like <laughs> the next week, it crashes. Uh, yeah, it was great. Like it was, it was. Spencer Hall wrote a great um, he did wrap wrap up of it, and uh, I got to actually spend a little time with Spencer uh, both at qualifying and the actual race, and we kind of had the same takeaway that like it was the most. It was great. It was so much fun to go to and like see one live having like been one of these typical American fans that like uh, uh, grew to love it through the Netflix series and through you guys talking about it. And, uh, but it was from a, from a spectacle situation, it was the most expensive sporting event I've ever even fathomed. Like 
think of the Super Bowl, like, okay, what are Super Bowl prices? You look at like a ticket, like on, on the secondary markets, okay, depending on where you are, you look at maybe $1,500, right? Multiply that by about eight and you get the Miami race. And I'm not kidding. Like standing room tickets were going for $2,000. Standing room. It was hot as like, shit, right? It was hot. It was really hot. And it was steamy. And uh, and the crazy thing is, like, this is neither here nor there. But so we were lucky enough to kind of partner with some guys and have a box, right? So we're in the shade, which sure. number one was key. As one does. But here's the crazy thing about it is I'm not going to go into how much it was. But the second part is you had to sign a five-year contract. So, buddy, I will be at that race for the next <laughs> four years because we couldn't do a one-off. Hell so, yeah. yeah, right? It's crazy. And so they're going to keep like that track kids, there. It's like putting your kids to college. Right? I asked the question. I was like, so are they just going to – because it's literally in the parking lot of a football stadium. Like, are they just going to, like, tear all this down once it's over? Because, like, people need parking for this football. No, it's staying, apparently. And so, like, for the next five years, that joker is just going to be there. I don't know where the hell you park if you go to a football game out there. Uh, but it was, like, it was funny. One of the guys I was going with was equating it to Firefest. I was like, well, it actually wasn't because it was fairly fairly seemingly easy to, like, get in and get out and kind of walk around. Everybody was kind of shitting on the uh, fake marina. I actually loved it. It was great. <laughs> The fake water and like they had a fake. So they just beach. painted the water. They just painted it onto the. Well, so what? What I was told was that they they had real water, and then the FIA came in two weeks before and said, "No, no, no, you can't have that much water near the track." And so they had to scramble, and so they put these like million dollar yachts on trailers, and then built this like fake blue water around it. And then they didn't really show you the rest of it was like a beach. So you had cabanas and like these beach bars, like people were hanging out there. Like it was South beach. It was hilarious. I can't imagine how hot that was. Like on the- Oh God. It was like work, walking on the sun. It was so hot. It was miserable. So uh, the other, like just to kind of drive home the point of how expensive the thing was. So you, I went to the merge tent, right? Went in there just kind of see what there was. Like you know, they, I was looking for some some, some uh, Valtteri Botas stuff. There was clearly there was none for sale. Uh, and so I walk in and a hat. Okay, a Mercedes hat, hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> like so I didn't find I didn't I, I didn't so find stupid. a hat for under for under a hundred bucks. Was it like, like the most like? Diamond rhinestone? And no, clothes. no, 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 no. It was just a normal hat. The most expensive thing I found in there, there was a Senna like jacket for like $280. Everything, there was nothing cheap. Like if you want, if I wanted to buy something like just to bring home, it was better. We looked, we went on the website and looked at the same prices for the same exact things on the website. And like that hat that we were selling for 130 was like 50 bucks on the so, website. So Bunky took took these these key these key learnings, these best practices. He brought them back to Tulsa with him yes. for, for the concessions prices. <laughs> That's right. I was like, boys, bottle of water is not expensive enough. I just saw what they're paying in South Beach. Let's bump these up a few dollars. I was gonna ask, what was the uh the people watching like then? Because were oh, like normal people wild. just priced out. Of, of the race or what what was you the would vibe think of? you would think you would think it really was that Randy but I there there were all kinds there were tons of people there like it was I, I was told that you couldn't get really a paddock pass because there were so many famous people showing up like 
I think Michelle Obama was there. Jordan was there. Brady was there. Like everybody was there. Uh, and, uh, but I, I can tell you, there were people st- sitting in the stands, which I cannot imagine how miserable that was. There were people standing on the, like the, the walkways of the football stadium that kind of over, you could overlook some of the turns. There were people standing out there. So like clearly people were paying either the scalpers price or the retail price. And like, buddy, I, I was shocked. What uh, did you feel like you got your money's worth on the box? Yeah, because it, here's why it was it was shaded, and and we were in turn five, and we could see turn five and turn six, and we had TV so we could see the rest of us. It it really was like watching. It was exactly like watching the Ryder Cup that we went to, because you were sitting there. We were sitting there in that box, and we could see sixteen right. But like we could see the other holes leading up by watching the TV. And that's a lot like it was at the F1 race. You follow the rest of the race and you wait for them to come back around. Um, there was uh, open bar. I, you know, remember, I think a couple of weeks ago, I sent y'all the menu and like the, the pricing menu. Okay. So apparently they changed that up and they're like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do made to order. They just did like a buffet style and for, there were open drink, like open bar, which was great. And it was, it was so funny at the end. Uh, Spencer made a comment about uh, how like nobody, nobody was sticking around at the end. Like anything that wasn't nailed down was getting taken. <laughs> and so, so at the end, like the race ends, and you can see the bartenders just putting bottles of champagne <laughs> up for people to They're take. Pre-paid, we're just, yeah. yeah. And so we're like, all right, I guess we're just taking a bottle of champagne and walking Pretty out. With funky, it. you already paid for it. You know, that's right. But <laughs> and, and then some, and so that was my bottle of champagne when I was walking out. What's uh like like you get to you you know let's say you wanted to go back to like a Miami Hurricanes game you, you should be able to use your you know right. your, box, your box out in the parking lot you know well, I'm sure there are plenty of good seats for Miami games but I would love yeah I would like to like be able unlike unlike Randy's timeshare I would like to be able to use that year round. <laughs> How was the actual race like like could you see anything or were you just watching it on TV and you just happened to kind of be there. It was both. No, it was both. So, like, we caught – we were right there at turn five. So, we saw them come around turn five and then go all the way into turn six. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, you got a good feel for the race, but then obviously, uh, you know, the rest of it you were watching on TV. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, maybe maybe I'm a sucker, but, like, I enjoyed it. So, I, I would do it again. I recommend – probably Austin's probably the most cost-effective race – in the U.S., Montreal is probably a good value too. That would be that'd be a fun. Like I, I love Montreal as a, as a city. Yeah. Um, Vegas, I, I I don't want to go to Vegas. Like that thing's going to be such a shit show. I was thinking about that too. Like I I've never been to Vegas, so I was thinking that would not be a good time to go to Vegas for my. No, family, you know, no, it's just going to be a mess, man. I mean, they're they're running the race on the strip at like two yeah. in the morning or one in the morning. Like, no, I can't imagine. Like Maybe you think Miami was, like you think Miami was expensive. I, I think you got to double it for Vegas at least. How was qualifying? Did you go to qualifying too? Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. So they have like every day they have like a women's race and then they have a Porsche race, which I learned all these souped up Porsches, but there's no qualifying or anything for those races. You literally just pay a fee and you can race. So, like, I think, no laying up, we need to buy a Porsche. 
and probably Randy can race it. I think that would be great. You can race it from the back seat. Uh, and so you had those races and then you had qualifying. Uh, and then and intermittently you had concerts. We got to see uh, uh, such dignitaries as Post Malone uh, <laughs> and uh, one DJ after another. And then uh, as as all quality um, sporting events are closed, uh, the chain smokers closed us out on, on, on Sunday. Love that. Speaking of DJ, yeah. as an aside, did you see Steve Aoki yesterday? Uh, uh, yeah, a little uh, quality first pitch. Really, like, how old is that guy? Like, seriously, dude, you're not cool. Like, that's not a cool thing to do. Like, you're like 60. Like, chill out. Uh, I believe Randy, uh, he, yeah, he absolutely yeeted it. Was that the term? <laughs> that was the that was the the tweet. It was like Steve Aoki absolutely yeeted the first pitch, and I I said a Tron and note. I'm like, I have no idea what the word yeeted means, but it always makes me laugh when I see it. <laughs> he said uh, it. I, that, it, he would he would, I would say he said it. Uh, okay, I was, from, I, was oh, bummed, no. I was bummed that our beautiful boys at AlphaTauri, especially Yuki, a tough tough day for AlphaTauri. Boy, qualifying session, and I thought I thought we were gonna have a, you know, a coming of age race. That was Peter. rough, man. I was bummed. I the, the only saving grace was Botas had a pretty good race. He probably could have had a better race, but uh, yeah, our beautiful sweet cussing boy Yuki had had a rough one. So uh, that was tough. I was very glad uh, that Lewis Hamilton did not win. Uh, you know, I feel like a proper killer won the race and that's all we can really hope for. And it feels like the Ferrari Ferrari, you know, my, my son, Fred, yeah. huge Ferrari guy. They're, they're just peacocking right now. Yeah. So. I love to see it. You know, we, we, uh, as, as is known, I guess a little bit, Ferrari helps pay my electric bill right now. They, they buy pillows for my wife. And so, uh, I, yeah, I wore a Ferrari shirt day of race. Like I look, uh, you know, I can be bald. Did you get to meet? Did you get to meet Matea? I didn't get to, They wouldn't even let me in. I like my, number one. My wife is too nice a person to ask for uh, like pit passes. I was begging her; she wouldn't do it. Uh, and so I tried to walk into the uh, Ferrari VIP area because it was right across from where we were sitting. And uh, they looked at me and could tell I was not of that ilk. And so they t- promptly, promptly turned me around. Tell them you're a vendor. I'm a vendor. <laughs> I should have. I should have. My pillows are in there. You're people. QC so, yeah. on these pillows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quality. I'm here. I'm quality control. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. They, they, they could spot me a mile away. So that, that was, uh, that operation was very poorly thought out by me. But well, uh, I could have gone over to Haas. They, they, they would have, they would have welcomed. They would please come in. They they like they're a vendor for Haas. They 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 provide the uh, the uh, powertrain for Haas. You know, so that's right. I could have snuck in. Car to Gunter. Yeah, they had a whole setup. They had a setup there, and and then Mercedes had a whole setup right next to them. It was pretty neat. They they definitely. It's amazing. That's the most amazing thing I think, other than the races, are just the infrastructure that is moved from place to place. It's crazy. Uh, and then you, you had a, a relatively poor experience with uh, American Airlines. I just wanted to make sure we got this in here. It continues, TC. I, I, I had an awful one coming back from Bandon, barely made it back to Tulsa, uh, and then another just absolute travesty trying to get back from Miami. Uh, American, like you can only fly, so American flies out of Tulsa, United, 
Delta does a couple and then Southwest. And so depending on where I'm going, I'm kind of limited and uh, I, I fly with American entirely too much. We're going we're gonna to try to avoid that from here on out. Hate hearing you don't have the PJ yet, Bunky. I feel like real oil oh, and gas men have PJs. Well, <laughs> or, or, the, or helicopters. <laughs> right, right. The, the day you hear, hear, hear me buy one of those is the day you need to sell short on me personally. That's probably <laughs> – there's probably nothing good going to happen from, it, from there on out. Oh, God. Um, Bunky, do you see Josh Lambeau is suing Urban Meyer? I did. I, I'm shocked that. Uh, are you paying for the lawsuit? Are you secret? Are you the secret money guy behind this lawsuit? I'm. I'm. I'm trying to form a class. I'm trying to make it a class action. <laughs> class lawsuit. action. Yeah. I think. I think you might have several people that would join in that class. I would love to see that. Three point five million dollars plus damages for emotional distress. Yeah, so I'm look, assuming I, the three point five is is for just you know loss salary. Of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love I love that. I, you know, let's let's really. I love to get I love getting litigious about Urban Meyer. I think I think more people should probably. It's great, especially now that Urban's back on TV too. He's, he's that's right. Back. Let's get some discovery going with Urban Meyer. I bet yeah. you that'll turn oh. out. <laughs> God, that'd be beautiful. Uh, TC, we got we, we got some mea culpas to run through. A lot of mea culpas. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna get to Tulsa, but but let me. Quick uh, shout out to our other sponsor today. That is, of course, our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's major time in Tulsa. Golf's second major of the year is this week. From tee to green, get in on all the action for all four rounds with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can place any $5 bet on who will win, single round matchups, and more, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's win or lose. I uh, just saw the, the pairings. We're out this morning, TC. We got Tiger, Rory, and Spieth together. That will be an awesome pairing. Uh, of course, no laying up. We have a bet for any um, of five guys to be leading after the first round. DraftKings is going to boost that bet. I believe that includes Spieth, Neiman, Oosthuizen. Uh, do you know the other two? Spieth, Neiman, Oosthuizen, Fleetwood, and Cameron Young. There you go. If any of those five guys are winning after the first round, I believe they're going to boost it up to like plus 1300. But anyway, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still drive for show, putt for dough with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contest. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes this week. How huge? Over $10 million. It's easy to play. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Thursday. Right now, don't miss out on all the action this week at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code NLU at sign up. Bet $5 on golf's second major and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code NLU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank them for sponsoring the Trap Draw. Uh, TC, all right, mea culpas. Where, where do we want to start? I think I got one or two to, uh, to rectify. Yeah, I think we had a couple dozen from the last episode, but let's just let's just stick to the high points. Um, I think I think you got to apologize for your pronunciation of, of I believe it's Shen Fein. See, I have no idea. I I, I know I called it Sin Sin Fine. I know that's not right. Is it? I I don't know the correct way to pronounce it. Bunky, do you know? What's the word? <laughs> could I? Shen, could you use it? In the, could you use it in a sentence? 
It's it's the new it's the new majority uh, political party in, in Northern Ireland. A, a historical uh, win. I'm, I'm I'm completely out on my uh, Irish political factions at this point, so I am relying on you uh, to really bring home the pronunciation. Should be Sinn Fein, Randy. Okay. Well, my apologies to everybody everywhere. Certainly, people of Shin. What is it? Shin. Sinn Fein. Sinn Fein. Gosh, that's. I'm gonna have to remember that one. So deep, deep apologies there. Thank you, TC. Uh, and then I think somebody got on us for calling it Man Man U, uh, one of Pusha's many, many front running teams. Uh, listen, I, I have no problem with calling it Man U. I don't think I don't think we're not going to give a mea culpa on that one. No, no apology there. Um, I saw my my spiritual. Uh, my, my spirit animal, my, my mentor, one of my favorite people, succession actor James Cromwell glued his hand to a Starbucks counter in New York to protest extra charges for plant-based milks. What, what do we think about that, TC? Uncle Ewan, man. It's, I love it. It's, it's so on brand. It's the best. Bunky, soy milk would be a plant-based milk. Almond milk would also be a plant-based milk. Uh, yeah, oat, oat milk I know is having a moment. Bunky, what are you a Starbucks guy? What what's your what's your caffeine situation like? Well, I mean, Tron and I think we've had this conversation before. I am not a big coffee guy, like at all. Like I'll drink it a little bit. Uh, I usually go with like a Coke Zero or something in the morning, and that's about it. I'll, I'll have a couple throughout the day, but like coffee, it's got to be. I got to be in dire straits. Like I've really got to be struggling and to to go. But if I, I mean, yeah. Starbucks probably. I don't really have a a, uh, a preference. Bunky's a big uh, a big diet coke guy, just like Warren Buffett, just like this guy Warren. I could see Bunky. God, I could see Bunky just beating up those Starbucks uh, cake pops, the the lollipops for the girls. My 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 oldest daughter really loves those. She loves to of go. Course. She she will she will request us to go through the Starbucks line just for that. So I do go to Starbucks a lot. I just don't get coffee. Is your wife a coffee drinker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's a good two or three cups a day, but she's like it, typical. I think this is a female thing, and I'm not trying to be sexist at all, but <laughs> like she never finishes a cup of coffee. Oh, like there's always, like, yeah. Oh my god, there's like half drank cups of coffee sitting around our house on a constant basis, and I've got little kids, and like that's it's just a disaster. I, I, I constantly am chucking cold coffee into our sink daily funky uh same deal over here and same thing with sparkling water freddie calls it fancy water alex and freddie they there are half empty cans you know empty soldiers everywhere around the house Ugh. at any given point there could be 15 dollars worth of fancy water just sitting there unfizzing it's crazy <laughs> funky i still haven't stopped thinking about that those blts we had out holy cow and, yeah the sheep ranch blt yeah. Maybe I mean it's a top tier sandwich. It's I think it's the best meal I've had in twenty twenty two so far. That was such a good like number one. It, it, I played terrible at Bandit, and I think a lot of it had to do with I showed up a day late, and Tron and I immediately closed down both bars at the main lodge, uh, both the, the 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 bar at the top and the bunker bar. We shut both of them down, and then by about midday yesterday, the the next day. Uh, TC and Cody and I went to Sheep Ranch and had the sandwich, and it was delightful. 
I also had that A5 Wagyu steak one night with you. We're That's right. Steakhouse. Man, I, I, I think I was sweating that thing out for the next three days. Just all that, <laughs> all that marbling, all that fat. So. Yeah, that was the the uh, the golf on my end was god awful, but the uh, the food was pretty good. So uh, high marks from me. I I saw you guys that one night. I think you were in the Bandon main bar, and uh, I don't know what to, it wasn't like that late, but I was exhausted. And I I see Tron like, come on, Randy, come on, Frankie's there. <laughs> I was like the the Drake picture, you know, the Drake meme. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I gotta go to bed. Like, I I I know what you two are getting into. I, I cannot, I cannot be a part of that. You're the most responsible one out of all of us. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the one without kids, the most responsible. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Randy, else? I had a couple, couple military things on here, but I think we can, we can save that to talk to Cody. Uh, the Navy's scrapping a bunch of warships that are only like three years old based here in, you know, Mayport down here in Jacksonville. Not good. Some hurricane hunters stopped to pick up a crew member's personal motorcycle on Martha's Vineyard. Talk about that. We can talk about the the you know all the investments they're making in the the Arctic forces mm-hmm. up in Alaska. The Army um, new new pilot contract for my hitters at United. They also rolled out a new brand platform this week. Randy, I know you're excited about both. Of those oh, things. so they're excited! From the front man, so excited. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, TC, for, for bringing that to everybody's attention. Did you guys see the door on Mars? The little entryway? I saw the picture. No. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's like, a, like a port cochere, like entryway on Mars. The rover picked yeah. up a picture of it. The, ro- the rovers? I'm, I'm, the, I'm looking now. The rovers oh, wow. up there doing, just doing hood rat shit. <laughs> really all up in everybody's business. Like nobody has to go to that door, but he's, he's up there freaking knocking on it. Yeah, Mars is sick. <laughs> Mars is sick. Uh, did you guys catch the uh, the lunar eclipse on Sunday night? Didn't. Oh my! I gosh. did not as well. I, I, I totally missed out on it. That was mom. that's still my favorite picture of Trump when he's st- staring up at the at the sun during the the solar you know, like, eclipse. Yeah, yeah, during the solar eclipse, like without the glasses on. That's just that was great, man. That, that was one of the high moments of the DT presidency, I feel like. Uh, yeah, Lunar Eclipse Sunday night. God, my mom was all over it. She, she alerted me. Uh, great viewing in the, in the Western United States. Mm. So, uh, Bunky, how about, how about your guy Mark Emmert? Going to retire from the NCAA. Did you ever have any interactions with, uh, with Mr. Emmert while you were well, in the college athletics? Well, so he was, he was AD at LSU. I don't know if he was there the exact time I was there in, in Louisiana. Monkey's more he might have been Miles Brand guy. <laughs> Huge, yeah. Both, both some real oatmeal motherfuckers. Just really, <laughs> really some milk toast dudes. Uh, oatmeal yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I, I, he got. I guess he got out while the getting's good. Uh, he saw that everybody's making money and. Uh, this whole uh, transfer and NIL thing is becoming a monster. And so he's like, I'm not doing that shit. And he left. He took a big pay cut during, during COVID. And then, and then I think he ended up making more money than he ever did. And then I also saw that the NCAA, they're spending like, I don't know. I don't know if this, if this figure was right, like $300 million a year on, on legal fees. Does that sound right? I mean, I would think so. I, I guess I don't know if, if they're hiring. I'm sure they're hiring attorneys for 
uh, you know, various hearings. And then they hired the guy, they hired um, Tom Mars from Fayetteville, actually, because he, for the longest time, was like on the other end trying to, I mean, he obviously exposed uh, uh, Hugh Freeze's situation through, through some discovery. And then uh, um, he uh, was trying to get several players uh, basically their, their eligibility back and getting like the transfer rule reduced or whatever are, are waived. And so eventually, like I think the NCAA just got tired of dealing with them, so they're hired. And so he kind of spearheads a lot of that, I believe. Is he still representing the general, Randy? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm finding a TCI as of 2019, 2020, it looks like the NCAA had paid more than 68 million for legal counsel. So all right, I saw Steve Berkowitz, who I follow. He's he's like Berko, a good one, for, of course. Yeah, for uh, no, uh, by, by at by Berkowitz, he's like a special special projects reporter for USA Today. He's always like tweeting about like college coaches bonuses and you know buyouts and shit like that. But he was saying today, NCAA's new federal tax record showed it had fifty two point five million dollars in outside legal costs in fiscal year twenty twenty one. Uh, when the the appeal of Austin or Alston to SCOTUS occurred, that's down about fifteen million dollars from fiscal year twenty twenty. But over the past seven years, the NCAA has, has shown three hundred and four million dollars in outside legal expenses. There we go. Just that's so just, much money. Yeah, just fighting, fighting so those kids can't can't recognize name, image, and likeness. Uh, Randy, what do you what do you think, Randy? What do you think the end game is here? Like, what do you think is going to eventually happen? Like. I, I don't think that the current structure as it stands, where there's just no guardrails on any of this stuff, is sustainable. It, maybe it is for Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, sure. USC, but like for other schools, I mean, maybe it just becomes, you know, the haves and the have nots, which I mean, it kind of has been like that, you know, just not out, it's out in the open. Like, do you, do you think eventually they're going to put guardrails on the NIL stuff and, uh, on the transfer rule? I, I, I think they have to. Um, I mean, I, I, there has to be some type of regulation. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I had to guess, I, I would think your Ohio State's, Alabama's, Texas, you know, the, the, the big time of the big time, they just need to form their own, like, division and, and play by their own rules and whatever you want that to be, go do it. And then schools like Miami of Ohio and, and everybody else almost need to form a different division. And like, I honestly think they should cap spending, cap coaching salaries, cap, or, or if they don't, then, then they're going to need to somehow work out how you can funnel some of that money to the athletes. But um, it, it just seems like there's this stratification that's been happening for a quarter of a century. And we just need to codify it somehow. Like, I, the, the, the current landscape of division one football, and even it's getting into men's basketball, it just is, is goofy. So I, I don't, I don't know what's going to be the catalyst for that. I don't know when it's going to come about, but I, I think this like wild West style of operating is it, it it's just not going to work over a long period of time. What'd you think of Saban's comments about like parody? He's like, yo, it's kind of what, a joke. what the fuck shut, are you talking about? Shut up, Nick. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, here's, it's not even, you know, you mentioned Miami and Ohio. It's not even that. So I think this year, especially, and last year, 
you've got a couple different factors that have like spurred what the NIL currently is on. And it's that rich people have gotten much richer in the past two or three years. And the rich people are the ones that are putting in the money to the NIL. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, perfect example is look at Texas A&M. You know, where is oil and gas right now? Like that's where the main, their main money comes from. Well, guess what? Everybody's got a lot of, a lot of like, uh, expendable income that they're plugging into these programs. And, but that's not going to be forever, right? I mean, we have inflation. We, we, who knows what the next couple of years can look like on several fronts. And so, like, for, for me, so, so not to like <laughs> expose, pull the curtain back too much. I, I am, I am a small part of, of Ole Miss's NIL. Hell yeah. And, and for me, it's okay right now, but if we start sucking, like my want to, as far as like writing a check, isn't going to be there. Like your your want to is there as long as you're winning, but like several sustained years of like not being great for these middle of the road programs like Ole Miss or Mizzou or uh, yes. Mississippi State or you know name name a school right that's not the top ten. You know, then how long can their alumni base? like sustain that like there's sustained giving to the university but now you're not only sustaining the giving to the university but you're also trying to sustain this nil program and so unless you have like a big whale who just doesn't care you're just going to throw money at it till they die like t boot pickens did then what are you going to do like i i think you've got to have some structure to it and um i don't know what that looks like and i want somebody much smarter than me to figure it out well i would think you know, a guy like Mark Emmert, who's making $3 million a year from the NCAA, should probably have been working on all this, would, would be doesn't seem like my it, first it, comment, it right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 like, like, I would like to see, I don't know if you could enforce it at the conference level or, like, again, create a new division inside the NCAA. Like, I, I don't know the mechanism by which to do it, but I, I would love to see an athletics division that's like, Hey, we're, you know, we're, we're going to cap spending either in, in total on athletics or by program by program basis. And, you know, you can spend that money however you want, whether you want to throw it all at coaching salary or facilities or, or whatever, but it, it just seems like, I mean, I, I hate saying like salary cap, but these universities, it's an arms race. And I, I don't really see, it doesn't seem like it's a, great road that they're on either like i i would i would think they at least a lot of the schools would love some type of like limit or cap or something uh and i don't even know if that's legally feasible but it, it just but even if like, there was a cap let's just say let's just say imaginarily there was a cap is that going to sure. stop alabama from still paying guys under the table or no LSU no or and that's else? why i would no, say no and schools like that should just go be professional organizations i i think where where i'm i'm looking at kind of the mid-majors and the, the bottom half of division one football yeah. men's basketball right now that, that simply just don't have the resources to compete with these 30 to 40 major college athletic programs monkey what does it look like like structurally or operationally for like you're part of that old miss nil thing like mm -hmm. you just write a check at the beginning of the year and then how do they decide you know, who to give it to or how to give it to them or like, are there any, you know, um, asks of the athletes? Like, how does this all work from a process? So as I understand, 
and and I, like I said, I'm a very small portion of this and have very little say in anything. Uh, the Ole Miss one is the main one is run by a guy named David Nutt, who's not related to Houston Nutt, but uh, <laughs> well, I really wish he was. I know that'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, he is uh, one of the richest men in Mississippi. He's also an Ole Miss grad. Uh, and so he, along with a number of other guys, have started theirs, uh, which is kind of the 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 main one and the one that we're we're part of. And basically, they have a group that manages it, manages it, and then they have like an advisory kind of board loosely, which uh, we can kind of throw our two cents in and 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 make recommendations or this and that. But like my di- my day to day, I'm in no shape where form involved in the day-to-day like they we i think most people rely on the people managing those to, to handle it and and so uh yeah part of it's just writing a check but then part of it is is like you know being being some some sort of voice to kind of steer the ship in the right direction and and uh, as i understand it i'm sure they they have consistent conversations with with the coaching staffs, the various programs, and and they make decisions based on that, based on how much money they have in the pot. You setting up like a Monterey production NIL <laughs> for, for like the Ole Miss golf team would be sweet. Yeah, so there's I I, I will say there's something coming down the pipe there. I'm not going to spill it because I don't want to jinx it or say <laughs> say anything. But uh, when it comes through, you'll be the first to know. He's this David bit. Nutt guy sounds like uh, who was the guy from Texas? That was like the big, the big. Oh, Joe, Joe Jamail. Joe Jamail. Yeah, yeah. He sounds yeah. like the Mississippi version of that dude. Yeah, he kind of is. He it's a is. shitload on settlements. Do you yeah, call? Yeah. Do you call David Nutt Big Nut? Yeah, I would love to. I would love. I would love to be able to do that. Yes. No. Mister Nut. I think is how we refer to him. David H. Nut. So his his middle name could be Houston. We just don't know it. I would love that. I, I would love Houston to be on our advisory board. In fact, I'll see what I can do to get that, make that happen. What's Houston up to right now? I don't know, man. I, I, get, I get, it's funny. I get texts every once in a while from guys in Arkansas uh, that they're at some event and he's there. Uh, I got a text from my buddy, Blake Eddins, who, who played basketball at Arkansas uh, not too long ago. He goes, hey, I'm sitting at a table right now with Matt Jones and Houston Nutt. You need me to tell him anything for you? I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Just tell him hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, um, TC. Should we get into some Tulsa talk with with Mister Bunky? Yeah, let's talk Tulsa. All right. Before we do, I got to thank one more sponsor for the trap draw, and that is Gooder. G O O D R. This episode is brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes twenty five dollar active sunglasses for anyone. Their polarized golf sunglasses are lightweight, comfortable. They don't move when you swing, and again, they start at just twenty five dollars. Uh, they come with golf specific lenses. What else? They offer HD contrast and performance without the hefty price tag. I know TC, you've talked about you and your wife have multiple, multiple pairs of gooders. You can leave them in your golf cart. You can leave them in a golf bag. You can leave them in the car. Um, at again, at just $25, it makes sense to get, to get multiple pairs. And right now you can use code trap draw for 15% off your entire order at gooder.com. Try them out. Treat yourself to a pair or two. Go to gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code TRAPDRAW at checkout. I will say all orders over $50 get free shipping in the United States, and you get 15% off with code TRAPDRAW 
at www.goodr.com. Look good, golf gooder. Thank them for being a sponsor of the Trap Draw. Um, I saw those wearing some earlier. They look great. Yes, yeah, they are sharp. They are they are fantastic. Um, Bunky, what's what's the word on the street in in Tulsa? How's how's Southern Hills going to look this week? Uh, it looks great. Uh, I was out there yesterday. It was a beautiful day. It's going to be beautiful all week, which uh, May in Oklahoma is always a bit of a crapshoot uh, because we uh, tend to love to have tornadoes about this time of the year. Uh, so we got a little bit of that out of the way last week. And so it's actually going to be amazing. It's going to be really hot uh, up and until Friday. And then a front comes in and buddy, it's going to start blowing and it's going to be 65 <laughs> degrees on Saturday. So it's going to be fun. What's the, uh, what's the relationship between Tulsa and, and uh, Oklahoma city? I mean, they're connected by a highway and it's about an hour and a half away. I would say, so I've been in Tulsa uh, a little over 10 years. I am obviously not a, a native of Tulsa or of Oklahoma, uh, nor will I probably ever claim to be, but uh, if I had to live in the state of Oklahoma, which is a a difficult um, concept uh, in certain areas of the state, uh, Tulsa is absolutely where I would want to live versus Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is gross. <laughs> also, it's just, it's just, just dirty. It's just dirty, man. Like it's just dirty. It's just it's spread out all over the place. Downtown sucks. Uh, you know. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's just all spread out over the place. They think they're so great because they're the capital city, but it's just garbage. You're a well-traveled guy. Is there any city that you've been to that most reminds you of Tulsa? It's the new Austin, as I've always said. Uh, <laughs> Tulsa is the new Austin. And so it is, it is Tulsa. It is Austin without like the ridiculousness of Austin. It has a great music scene. Uh, it has a good food scene. Uh, and when I first moved here, I was very bummed because it kind of seemed like a very chainy kind of place, like a lot of chain restaurants. Uh, but, uh, there are some hidden gems in and around town. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the best golf, golf courses in the country is a smack dab in the middle of, of town. It, yeah, like I said, it's the new Austin. Is that like it, it kind of reminds me of Omaha a little bit? I haven't spent enough time in Omaha, but yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. It it's a very it's kind of crazy history, right? It's yeah. like this. It was this huge oil and gas boom town, and then uh, obviously the Tulsa uh, race riots and massacre. Uh, in the twenties, which was crazy. I knew nothing about that until I actually moved here. Like was never taught that in school. And like, that's a whole, like read up on that. It's wild. And uh, you know, a lot of the downtown, how it was built through all this, these crazy oil and gas guys, just basically having a dick measuring contest for like a decade (laughs) where they just built higher buildings and higher buildings uh, to kind of show themselves off until uh, what we have today, uh, which we have some really cool, like, you know, obviously Omaha, you know, they've got, they've got a pretty significant, uh, uh, with Warren Buffett, a pretty significant financial center through him. And we certainly do through the Kaiser family, George Kaiser, who, uh, started as an oil and gas guy, now owns a ton of banks, uh, recently spent probably half a billion dollars to take out about 
30 blocks of the city and build this ridiculous park. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's an unbelievable park. It's got, like, a, a, a kid's science museum, like, full basketball courts everywhere, uh, like, playgrounds on steroids, restaurants. It's really, it's a, it's actually, it's crazy. It's super nice. For people that are venturing to Tulsa this week for the tournament, you mentioned some, you know, under the radar, off the beaten path places to eat. Do you have any that uh, you would recommend or shout out for folks? Yeah, so there's one right next to the course. When I say right next to the course, like Tulsa's a grid, so everything's north, south, east, west. Uh, so you can't really get lost. And like if you get lost, just head toward the river. Uh, but right south of the course near Oral Roberts, which TC, that is a wild scenario. Actually, uh, uh, Randy would really appreciate Oral Roberts and all of its history. Uh, but right south of Oral Roberts, there's a little hole-in-the-wall Vietnamese place called uh, Thai Village. Highly recommend. So if you're near the course and you're really hungry, that's where I would go. Wonderful. Yeah. And so I, I tweeted out like early in the week like a bunch of recommendations. So if you're listening to this and you're in Tulsa right now for the tournament, just go search my Twitter. There's a bunch of restaurants I put out there uh that uh get the, the bunky seal of approval how's the barbecue scene um it's okay so the best place is burn co so here's how you measure a good bar- barbecue place if it's burned down at one point it's probably good and so burn co <laughs> recently burned to burn co recently burned to the ground uh but they have a second lo- location on the river uh in jinx which is a suburb of, of tulsa so uh, go there. They have great, I would recommend ribs and their burn ins are really good. And uh, then this thing called a fatty, which is like, um, oh, it's like brisket wrapped in bacon, wrapped in bologna, wrapped in cheese. Like it's a whole, it's a log. It's excellent. So uh, about a, a, a hickory smoked bologna called it called, called an Oklahoma tenderloin. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some good stuff. So I would that if you're going barbecue, Burnco is is the one A option there. And then uh, any any Lebanese steakhouses? I'm seeing that on the Wikipedia page as well. Not that I've been to. There's okay. some pretty good steakhouses in town uh, that I, I would highly recommend. But yeah, I have not ventured into the Lebanese uh, portion. So uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of good places to eat, and uh, there's plenty of stuff to do. Uh, there's actually uh, if you're in town for the tournament and you want to play golf uh, and you just kind of want to hang out, there's a great uh, par three course in the center of town. It's actually right down the street from Southern Hills and they're open till midnight. They have 18 holes under lights. They serve beer. It's great. It's called La Fortune. Uh, I'm seeing here Chili and Coney Island hot dogs are big. Oh, yeah. Go get you a Coney Islander. I, I, I've been here. Like I said, over 10 years, I've never had a Coney Islander. I don't know if that makes me like an interloper or whatever, but like I'm not a big hot dog guy. Randy, we got to go sometime and, and juxtapose it with the, you know, the Greek chili scene in, in uh, Cincinnati. Of course. Yeah, I'd be curious if they put cheese on these Coney's or if it's more like uh, Detroit style. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, so uh, uh, you know, as you're a, a Cincinnati chili connoisseur, the, the, the uh, two places to go get chili here are Ron's and Ike's. So there's a Ron's Chili's Chili. I mean, it's all over the place. And then there's a, another place uh, kind of near University of Tulsa called Ike's. So if you want chili in 90 degree weather, first of all, like you might have a problem. Number two, that's where you go. 
Randy, I'm on the Coney Islander site. Been around since 1926. They do have cheese and onions on top. Okay. All right. It looks, it looks an awful a- lot like a, like a Cincinnati style cheese coney. That's intriguing. I, might, so, I have to get to Tulsa just to try it. Like o- Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Like Stillwater's kind of what? Like like west of Tulsa? North yeah, of Stillwater, Stillwater's about an hour west of here. Uh, Tulsa is very much an Oklahoma State city. Uh, now, there are plenty of Oklahoma uh, alums that live here. Uh, but it's very much an OSU city. Uh, OSU typically plays a game here in Tulsa every year. They just like play University of Tulsa. Um, and then OU, uh, Norman is just southwest of Oklahoma City. So o- Oklahoma City is very much an OU uh, city, and Tulsa is very much an Oklahoma State city. Like, how would you characterize each each school or each fan base? Like, I mean, it's it, it's it's your typical state school versus ag school, right? So you've got the big state school that's right outside the the state capital, and, and it's a very much a collegey. Like it's your typical college campus, you would think about. It's real pretty. I mean, for you wouldn't think like, oh, they've got really nice trees and hills. It's actually really nice. And, and obviously, their football stadium is huge. Uh, their their basketball stadium is our basketball arena is absolute garbage. It is a it is a, an embarrassment. It's so bad. Uh, but then Oklahoma State, obviously, T Boone came in there and just spent a gob of money, and so everything out there is really like uniform, all the buildings look alike. Uh, the football stadium is very nice since they've redone it. Gallagher Iba is very cool. Like it's one of those basketball arenas, the old school basketball arenas that are just kind of straight down. So like you always feel like you're just looking right on top of the floor, like no matter where you're sitting. Uh, it's a pretty neat, pretty neat place. And then uh, obviously uh, they have the, the uh, Amateur Wrestling Hall of Fame there at Oklahoma State. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Carson Creek, which is where the, the golf team plays. It's, it's, uh, uh, you can actually, if you're in Tulsa, you want to go play Carson, go ahead and spend $500 on their green fee, but, and lose 20 balls, but it's a great golf course. What, uh, which one do you gravitate more, more towards? University or, um, or you? I have, or? Two, I have oh. two cousins that went to Oklahoma State and I have a sister-in-law that went to OU. I think I'm more of an OSU guy. Uh, I, I like the pokes. Uh, I'm not a huge Gundy guy, uh, but I like the aesthetic more so than OU. Yeah, OU. The thing about OU, here's the thing: like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State knows who they are. I really like they try to punch above their weight sometimes, but like they know who they are. They're very comfortable in their own skin. OU so badly wants to go back to the glory days, yeah. and the thing about it is. Like, they go in every year and dominate the Big 12, but they always lose one stupid game to, like, Baylor or to Texas Tech, just something dumb, right? And then they expect everybody to still, like, respect them on the same level as Alabama and Ohio State. And then they play those teams and absolutely get their doors blown off. And so, at the end, they're like, oh, great, we went 12-2 and this year. And, like, we got exposed yet again as a team that, like, is only half – half of what, you know, the, the top, top tier teams are. So like they have this heightened sense of who they are when, when they get to the SEC, do I think they're going to win? Sure. But like, they're no better than like Auburn. Like, are they Florida? I don't know. Like they're not going to come in and be Alabama. Sorry. 
Like you're going to lose multiple games a year and you have to like, like be emotionally prepared for that. I'm not quite sure their fan base is. I think uh, they're also putting out a lot of malcontents. And I know Randy can agree with me on that. With Kyler and Baker and Marquise Brown. Gosh, I can't believe you didn't fly up for the, uh, uh, the Baker Mayfield um, uh, statue unveiling they had a couple weeks ago here in, in Oklahoma at OU. You, you would have really enjoyed that. Uh, back to Oklahoma State is is AJ Ferrari your like one of your oh, favorite athletes guy. in all of sports? He's my right number now? one. He, he really is. Like my guy has some questionable political views, but I'm gonna look. Of I'm gonna course. look past that. I'm gonna look way past it. I'm not familiar with dude. Who is who is uh, AJ? Ferrari? Just, okay, so AJ Ferrari is probably the number one amateur wrestler in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been since his freshman year. Uh, go go YouTube AJ Ferrari and like his his. Uh, uh, his interviews and like he is the most Italian dude you've ever thought of that grew up in DFW. Like just, he's amazing, amazing hair, gold chains, just an absolute meathead animal. And he just goes in and just destroys people. He is going to be such a good professional wrestler. I can't even wait. Tron is his nickname is Mr. Fast Twitch. Sick. I can't believe, yeah, I can't believe you missed out on the AJ Ferrari. Yeah, is this you're a new thing? You're gonna love him. No, no it's a, he's, he's like, a he's like a, he's, yeah, he's like a sophomore. He won, he won the national championship as a as a freshman last year, and then this year, about midway through the season, he and a buddy were like driving back from somewhere and, and rolled their truck going God knows how fast in a single car accident, and he got, I mean, he got pretty beat up, and so he he's out the rest of the year. But he's gonna come back strong. He was at. Uh, I think it was at the Super Bowl, maybe. And, or not Super Bowl. Where was he? I can't remember. There was some big event. Oh, no, no. He's at WrestleMania recently. Like, because he, he signed an NIL with WWE. And he's just a, he's perfect. He's, he's the perfect, like, heel bad guy. I just, it, I love him. His family's a lot, too. It's, oh, it my seems God. like his old man. Holy is. shit. Yeah. Oh, his, his dad. Yes. Go look at pictures of, like, his entire family. They are the most. I said on I said on Twitter they are the most violently Italian family I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm just digging into like college wrestling here. It looks like Oklahoma State was absolutely running shit in the in the mid 2000s, and then ever since then it's been just straight up Big Ten. Big Ten's won every national championship since 2007. So, yeah, I think Minnesota's had a really good run. Um, I think Iowa always has really good. Wrestlers. Iowa, Penn State, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, Oklahoma State and OU have a pretty long tradition of just like absolute just freight train wrestlers. National championships at the uh, at the Box Center next year. Yeah, at the BOK. Come on, everybody. Okay, yeah, in Tulsa. Yeah. How's that place? Right. It's great. It's a great arena. I mean, they they. Uh, it doesn't look anything like the rest of downtown. It's kind of wild looking, but yeah, it's a, it's a good little like medium sized metropolis arena. So high marks from me. Bunky, what's your plan of attack for the tournament? Are you going out this weekend? Are you, are you going to be on the uh, ground? Yes. Yes. I, I'm going to actually, uh, our guy Cody flew in today. And so I'm going to go meet Cody here in a little while, uh, out of the course, uh, walk around a little bit tomorrow. I'm going to be there. Um, I'll be there every day but Saturday. I'm not going to go Saturday because that's that. I feel like that's the that's the that's the hack day to go. Like real real hitters go on like Sunday afternoon and just really enjoy themselves. So 
I think me and my wife will probably go out Sunday, but yeah, I'm going to go out every day. I mean, it's, you know, it's been, so I went to the last um, PGA championship that they had here in Tulsa. I wasn't living here at the time, but I had a buddy that, that uh, had tickets. And so I came the Saturday and Sunday in 2007 were the two hottest days I've ever spent on this planet. They were <laughs> ungodly hot. Like I'm talking 115 degrees. Like oh, it was yeah. Ms miserable you look at video of that and like even tiger is just drenched like he has died and so uh to have it actually to finally of course that was in july so they moved it back and obviously much better weather now and uh you know it's been you know obviously several years and we lucked into it because of trump and and you know them you know putting the kibosh on having it at his his course and we snuck in there and so I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be, uh, I love the golf course. It's so much fun. And so I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's just awesome. That's the cancel culture that, that moved that, got him. that you benefited from. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Mr. Trump. Uh, TC, what else, what else we need to ask about Tulsa before we let Bunky go? How's the airport? It's it's okay. It's such a regional airport. It's called an international airport because I think they fly out of one flight to God knows where. Uh, but it's fine. I mean, you're flying any. You can get some directs every once in a while. Uh, like I got direct to Miami when I went to the race. Uh, but typically, you're going Dallas or Atlanta or Chicago. God, the Tulsa or, to or Miami Houston. direct has to be one of the more interesting flights oh, in yeah. the country. I think. Well, that's one of the great things. Anytime you get on a flight, either leaving Tulsa or heading to Tulsa, every guy looks like Matt Damon from Stillwater. Like everybody's got, everybody's got like the 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 beat up mesh hat and just a really bad goatee. Uh, and so I always love those plane flights. It looks like uh, Lufthansa has a has a facility there. They have a facility. American Airlines has a large large maintenance facility there as well. Um, How's the zoo? Dude, the zoo's great. They serve beer at the zoo. It's awesome. Uh, it, uh, it's a good – I have, as a dad of young kids, that is a, uh, a solid plan on a weekend. You take them out there and you turn them loose, and there's beer stands everywhere. It's pretty solid. I'm looking right now at the, at the Oral Roberts Prayer Tower. Oh, you know what? I mean – I, I don't know how deep y'all want to get in the Oral Roberts. Like, I, you know, the last time I was on the trap draw, we didn't even talk about Jackson. We talked about Frank Melton. And Tulsa has its own equally as crazy people associated with it, if not more crazy, if you really want to get into it. Yeah, so Oral Roberts, the university who obviously was uh, founded by Oral Roberts, the uh, televangelist um, who – just go to his Wikipedia page. It's wild the things he he would do, and and there's a there's a building in downtown Tulsa that has no windows, and that was his money counting building for the longest time. It's very suspect. Um, he, he was so, big, uh, you go to that university. Yeah. He was a big seed faith guy. So you go, oh, huge, yeah. Which, and so you go to the school. The school uh, looks like. It was. It looks like it was built by somebody who was trying to think of what a school would look like in the future. So every school, it looks like the Jetsons built it. It's like all these like these spires and towers and like really weird stuff. And the front of it uh, has these monstrous praying hands. 
And so when you enter the campus, there are these huge, I forget, I don't know what kind of rock it is, but these monster uh, praying hands. And you see this campus that, that just looks like George, George Jetson built it. It's just so weird. And they have this, he also built this medical center right next to it. It's, this, it's the tallest, it's one of the tallest buildings in town. It's gold. So like when the sun hits, it just shines off of it. Like it's like it's pointing out a treasure from from Indiana Jones. It's ridiculous. It's like and, the sun sphere from uh, Knoxville. Yeah, yes. But the crazy thing is, is if you fly over it or you look on Google Earth, uh, it looks like Noah's Ark, the top of it. It's in the shape of Noah's <laughs> Ark. Like just, yeah, it's an insane person. Uh, and so... The school now obviously is not what it was thought out to be or whatever, because uh, after Oral Roberts died, his son uh, basically started siphoning money from the university to pay for his lifestyle. And uh, as one does. Uh, and yeah. And so it's just kind of a weird place. The crazy thing is it's literally right next to Southern Hills. Like it, it, it is, it backs up to Southern Hills. I'm blown away. Like I, I'm deep down the, deep down the Wikipedia wormhole here. I'm assuming Richard Roberts was his son. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. This Randy, this prayer tower, it's like a 200 foot Googie design influenced tower glass and seal structure opened in 1967, uh, 360 degree view of the surrounding area. It's, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Holy shit. We got to get you out. We, we got to go explore the camp. We got a lot to do in Tulsa. There's a gas. There's a gas flame at the top of it. Yeah, it's. I don't know if they have. I don't know if, if they've got the money to keep it burning. But yeah, there. I think there is one. It's a wild place, man. I, I every time, in, like, you go to that area of town. It's a very specific area of town, and like, you go to a restaurant there, and it's a lot of ORUP, ORU people. I'm sure they're wonderful people. It's just very odd. It's a whole. It's a the vibe is just super weird. Osteen went there for a semester. Oh, I'm sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's the seed faith. Yeah. It, oh, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland went there too. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Randy. I think, I think I think all the major players uh, have gone have come through or Roberts one way or the other. They got a pretty good basketball program, right? Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how. Like they're the the arena stinks. Uh, it look their whole arena looks like it should be one of those uh, like carpeted gyms that you play in like a church. Uh, it's just a really weird, the whole gym's weird. I don't know. The whole place is, I, I've used weird a lot, but it's a weird place. The whole there was place. nothing worse than carpeted gyms. Right? You play oh. one of those, you're like, you can't bounce the ball. You're like, what are we doing here? You can't hear anything because like all the terrible. sound gets muffled and then you fall and you get rug burns all up your arms and legs. Yeah. Crazy. What's the deal on University of Tulsa? Well, as, as a, I don't even know if you know this, I'm a proud alum of the University of Tulsa. I have a master's degree from Tulsa. Really? Uh, yeah, I do. When I, when I moved here, I got a master's degree from there. So yeah, I'm a proud alum. Uh, it's a very, it's a, it's, it's your typical private school. It's a private school. It's very expensive, like crazy expensive. Um, I love small. their football stadium. Very small, huh? Like 25. Yeah, it, it is very small. Yeah. Yep. Not a big, not a big school. Uh, I love their football stadium. It's great. It's super, uh, like intimate. It's just a neat little football stadium. Uh, basketball arena is really good. Uh, they just hired Eric Conkle from Louisiana Tech. Uh, that was a great hire. So I think they, they might. They had Frank Haith, who was god awful. Remember, old Mizzou guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a cool little school. Um, I, I think they've been having some financial problems lately. I don't. Uh, maybe all schools have. I don't know. Uh, but it, it's it's uh, kind of 
north part of town, uh, cool little, cool little area. So yeah, I'm a big I'm a big UT uh, supporter. Are you a big uh, Todd Graham guy? You would think. I mean, why wouldn't I be really? Uh, yeah, not not a big Todd Graham guy. Um, but yeah, the football program is kind of yeah, it's hit and miss. Uh, I've gone to a couple games. They're, they're you know they're fun. It's a good mid tier. Uh, they could probably be better, uh, but uh, like recruiting in this area, it's a weird thing. Like recruiting Oklahoma, you know, Tulsa's got to find like guys in the rough that are playing like eight man football somewhere. They can't go to Tulsa or go to OU or to, to Oklahoma City. Like OU or OSU is going to get all the good guys, so uh, they have to be very selective. But it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a good school. I'm, I'm high marks for for the mighty Golden Hurricane. Can you name any of the, the sister cities of Tulsa? No, they're all in the airport. I always look at the signs. I couldn't name you one. Oh, come on, Bunky. No, I, look. I, there's nine I of them. There's nine of them. Yeah, I know. Any of them except for one of them. Okay. It's, uh, pull, pull, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be mea culpa's out the ass on this, but Ploiesti, uh, <laughs> Romania, uh, uh, Amiens or Amiens, France, Stel, Germany, C E. L L E Beehive, China, uh, Cow Swing, uh, Taiwan, St. Louis Potosi, which I've heard of, that's in Mexico, Tiberius, Israel, uh, Oltsonomia, Japan, and Zelenograd, Russia. Listen, listen, everybody in the world wants a piece of Tulsa. They've heard it, that it's the new Austin. And so they're wanting to get it on the ground floor, which I appreciate. Where's that, uh, that big, like, the the oil spot where they they base all the they like index everything off of off of that oh spindle time that's no um or maybe it's natural gas are you talking about henry hub oh oh you're talking about cushing cushing yes oh yeah cushing's right outside of tulsa it's it's in the middle of nowhere it's kind of near stillwater a little bit so yeah i mean the the main oil hub in the country is cushing oklahoma okay yeah that's kind of goes east west and north south through there or yeah i've come from north it comes through there um our stuff goes there um and uh uh yeah it's wild it's it's the infrastructure there is just crazy and uh, so like from an oil and gas perspective one of the things that i would recommend if anybody cares uh is um Oh, the the movie that Scorsese's filming right now, um, and there's a book. Hang on, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I've read it, and I cannot remember the. Oh, uh, hang on, I'm trying to think. What is the name of that? I'm googling. It was big. Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, which is a book about the Osage Indians, uh, which uh, Osage County is right above Tulsa. It's just north yeah. of Tulsa, and it was a huge oil field back in the day. And so when, when the United States government moved all of the Indians out of the territories, they all moved them to Oklahoma and they gave them all parts of Oklahoma because they thought at the time Oklahoma was worth nothing. Like it was just friggin' dirt and wind and not much else. And uh, turns out they moved them in places that had a lot of oil and gas. And so Osage County was one of the major oil uh, uh, areas in the world at one time. And so um, all of the Indians had mineral rights because that was their territory. And so if you were full-blooded, you had 
um, a, a head, it's called a head right. You got a head right. And so the killers of the flower moon is a book uh, about basically these white people coming in to Osage County and under the guise of helping the Indians modernize and learn how to, you know, deal with all this money that was coming in off, off uh, uh, the sale of oil. They start killing these people in mass to take their head rights and they would swindle it out of them. Like before they died, they would get them to will over the head rights to them. And then they find themselves like mysteriously murdered. And so right now, uh, Scorsese is uh, doing a movie up there uh, and here uh, with like DiCaprio. Yeah, it looks like DiCaprio, uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, De Niro's in it. Um, there's a couple country singers in it. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else. But yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, they've been filming here for months. And so it's a really good read. Uh, it's very interesting. And so uh, it's wild to think that all that was going on like so there's some i mean between the race rides and that deal all it's like mm. it's wild man it's the, the stuff that went on back in those days is just crazy that that uh scorsese film 200 million dollar budget yeah 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 so they're they're filming it up in uh what's called pahuska which your moms will probably know uh is the home of uh oh gosh the prairie prairie lady uh i forget her name uh drummond uh, Reed Drummond. Uh, she has like a, a cooking show and a home show on HGTV and all this stuff. That's where she lives. Prairie Lady. <laughs> I forget her freaking name. Sorry, her name is Reed Drummond, but I, I forget. I forget what the the Prairie Woman or something. Randy, we gotta get to Tulsa, man. I know. Oh, bring it on. I know. Bring it on. I know. Uh, Randall, it's a direct flight from Denver, buddy. We'll get you here quick. Uh, yeah, would love that. We'll we'll take you up on that. Well, TC, I, anything else for Bunky or should we let him go? Yeah, I got one last thing. Bunky, any thoughts on this whole YSL, young thug, young stoner life fiasco that's going, going down in Atlanta right now? All the RICO charges, all that stuff. Oh, that's wild, about. isn't it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like fe- fellas, did you not think that was <laughs> – did, did you not think you were going to get caught up in that? If, if uh, Bobby Schmurda taught us nothing. It's, it's that we we really have to watch our P's and Q's that the federal government will eventually catch up with you. Uh, so, yeah, that's wild. Uh, I, I hate that the uh, Atlanta Atlanta uh, hip-hop scene has, has, has turned so sour for you, TC. I know. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I just, you know, I know you're, I know you're a lawyer as well. You're a lawyer by trade uh, or by, by, you know, education. And, uh, you know, I know RICO charges are near and dear to your heart, so... Oh, that's that's the umbrella. When you can when you can slap a Rico charge on there, buddy, that's that's when it gets real. That's the sweepstakes charge, right? That really is. That that is definitely uh, when you can hit somebody with racketeering charges. Uh, that is really you're living high on the hog. Then was Frank Melton ever charged with racketeering? God, he should have been. I don't know if he was, but he absolutely should have been. I, th- I think right. I think I think Monterey Productions. That might be you know somewhere in the future of Monterey Productions. Well, to, cap, to, cap, to cap off to cap off the show uh i think when i was in band and i was i told tc that frank melton's house is for sale in jackson and you know obviously rob collins is building a 13 hole out there in jackson yeah. i really think bird birdhouse too is the frank melton estate cool we just need the yard boys we need to get some yard boys <laughs> 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 oh man uh right. well 
like I guess last thing I wanted to ask you, like <laughs> TC, just, this is the last yeah, one. And then we this is the last thing. Go. Literally, I literally saw you two weeks ago. Last thing, I know. I just wanted, like, like what's the? Does shit just get outrageous when the price of oil is where it's at, and oh, there's just money flowing into Tulsa like, like crazy? I'm sure like Dallas is the same thing. We're like, you're you're seeing more Lambos around, or you know, people are people are. I think are, that's more mid. I think that's more Midland. Okay. Uh, you, you see a lot of new trucks and a lot of like ostentatious stuff. Uh, you see a lot more private planes. I, I will say we've, we've, we've tried, we're, we're, I, I run a very small company in scale compared to, you know, the Exxon to the world. But uh, I think we just try to keep it on the rails when it's like this. Act like look, like, people, right? No. Yeah. I can like, you've been here, but like, you know, anybody that wants to be, like, Oh, well that's, that's bitch. Hey buddy, where were you two years ago when oil was negative? Because, I mean, those were not, those were bleak times, my friend. And so, like, it all averages out. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, hey, man, enjoy the tournament this week. Uh, take care. Thanks, of- man. I'm super pumped. I wish I were here. Uh, we will try to represent on your behalf. I'm going to try to go see Max at some point uh, uh, this week, follow him around. The great thing is, is that Spieth, Rory, and Tiger are playing together. So, that means every other group is going yes. to be, like, great to go watch. Yeah. They're hoovering up all the fans. Right there. That's what I love to say. I'm 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 gonna be nowhere near that group. Uh our guy Tom Pernice just said Gil Gil Hans did a did a terrible job on on the Renault. Uh, Man, he can you know what? Eat shit, dude. That, uh, that golf course is tough as hell. Take care of Sarge for us. I wish I could have come out. It was just a matter of wanted to bank some time with the kiddos at home, as well as it was it was tough to justify like a fifteen hundred dollar round trip flight to Tulsa. Uh, totally understand. I'm nice I'm I've arranged a uh, special dinner for the Sarge tonight. I'm I'm excited to, yeah. to take him. So uh, I'm excited he's here. Don't be don't be whining and dining him and trying to lure him away from us. I, <laughs> I, I know you're looking for a personal security outfit, but the, the Sarge is I'm, ours. That's right. I'm looking for somebody to, to guard me on a daily basis. All right. Well, Mr. Bonkey, thank you as always for your time and your wisdom and your insights. Uh, I look forward to the next time. All right. Love you guys. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who 